Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode number 46. Our topic today is, is public speaking only for presenting at big conferences? I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, speaking arts and leadership communication expert and founder of the Leadership Speaking School, based in Switzerland and traveling the world. I transform leaders and teams into authentic communicators of the digital age, empowering them to speak with impact, authenticity, and human connection to any audience, any time. To find out more about my work, I welcome you to get onto my website, www.com. The Leadership Speaking School, that's all one word, dot com. Now, let's get straight into our topic. Recently, I published a LinkedIn post, and I'm on LinkedIn all the time, guys. Like, this is my fun place, this is my happy place, this is my thinking place. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, or if you are not following on LinkedIn, do one of the two, because that's where all of this good stuff comes first. So you can find me at Laura Penn, PhD. That's how you find me on LinkedIn. And that's where I put in all of my most recent thought leadership. Anyway, I recently wrote this post. It had a picture and the picture said facts and myths, right? And it was kind of like scrabble letters that spelled those two words. And then I had this quote on top of the picture. It said, Public speaking is only for big conferences, dot, dot, dot. Do you agree with this statement I wrote in my post? I don't. I can't count how many times prospective students and company representatives tell me this, I said on the post. And then I continued, I say, it's often. And I silently gasp every time they do because it's a myth. Public speaking, leadership speaking, business communication, leadership communication, whatever you call it, it's all the same thing. The brick and mortar skills needed to communicate with impact, authenticity, and human connection to any audience, anytime. Whether it's a big conference stage, an online team meeting, a presentation in a conference room, a panel discussion, a startup pitch, an interview, or a webinar, the core skills are all the same. They are about what you say and how you say it. In other words, content and delivery. And folks, that's a fact. What are your thoughts? This was my post. So I just read that word for word. And I want to keep the thinking going because guys, this is on my mind. It's bothering me like a mosquito bite because I just can't tell you how many times people say this. And I, you know, I don't want to repeat myself. And I already said this in the post. But it's like every other conversation I have with someone who's kind of doing a little bit of shopping around to see if they want to work with me. They'll be like, well, you know, we don't really need to be doing TED Talk. We're not doing TED Talks. We don't really need skills for that. And I <sighs> have that internal gasp. And then I let them finish. And then I kind of reset myself into neutral second circle. And I look them in the eye. I take a breath and I say, but you know, these are not just skills for big stage conferences. These are skills for life. These are skills for everyday uses that involve you speaking to other people, whether that is to a person, you know, one-to-one -one, or that is to a thousand people. It's the same toolbox. So I want to get really deep with you on that today. I don't have a word of the day. I'm just going straight in. 
<laughs> I, didn't, I don't even want to look at the dictionary right now. I feel so hot on this topic. And I want to go back to the fact that this is the framing of public speaking. When they hear the words, when many people hear the words public speaking, they put it into a category, a corner of its own. And they imagine the old-fashioned version of public speaking, which is a person standing behind a lectern speaking in front of a large audience. And let's go even further back than that image and go to the very beginning days of public speaking, which, of course, we know happened in Greece, where the likes of Aristotle and his associates were speaking to each other and persuading each other and motivating and inspiring and performing rhetoric. The art form of persuasive discourse and communication This is very much at the heart and the core of what public speaking is. And I feel like for every age, there is a version of this that is used by the people alive at that time. And if you fast forward to our age, in the digital age, we're not talking about lecterns anymore. When's the last time you saw somebody behind one? TED Talks are famous for many reasons. One of them is that they flipped the script. They made this huge paradigm shift from the lectern to the red circle stage, right? Where people left the hiding place behind the lectern, the old style, public speaking, dusty versions, and went into this open space on a red carpet that was shaped like a circle and used the whole space where you could see the full body. This changed everything. And I'd say that this was very much part of the beginning of our digital age way of communicating, where we are more vulnerable in front of the audience. There's more of us to see. We're not hiding. You're out there. And this is one version of public speaking that is relevant for the digital age. And you and I both know that that's not the only version. And I said in my LinkedIn post what some of those other examples were, right? So it's If you are having a meeting online that you're leading for your team, that is public speaking. It is if you are standing in a conference room at the far end of the conference table and giving a PowerPoint slide presentation, that is public speaking. It is if you are speaking to one person in a room and you are giving them an update about something, that is public speaking. So public speaking is about the fact that you are talking to one or more humans, put very simply. And in the digital age context of that, there's more of that happening than ever. And that is why it's especially important to reframe this idea that public speaking is only for big conferences. No, public speaking is for any time that you are showing up and having a conversation (laughs) with any other human being. That is public speaking. Yeah. And that's certainly how I come at it in leadership speaking. And by the way, that's why I changed my company name from the public speaking school in 2019 which was what it was called at first, to the leadership speaking school because I needed to drop the heavy cobwebbed veil of public speaking to enter this newer version of what we're doing. And I wanted to work with leaders, so I called it leadership speaking, and I have a toolbox just for that. So let's get a little bit deeper now 
into this idea uh, of why people might be not seeing the big picture, as it were. What is it about public speaking that people feel like they need to kind of put it in its own category in a corner far, far away from their day-to-day? Is it that it is so far removed from them, they think? that Oh, I don't have to do that, so I don't have to learn how to prepare. Or I don't have to worry about my presence or my voice or the, the craft. It's not relevant. I think it's dangerous to think this way. I think it's dangerous to be so naive. Forgive me for being direct, but it is a form of naivete. I think it's dangerous to be naive enough to think that that's not important, that that's not what you're doing when you're speaking in front of others. I'm here to tell you that it's the toolbox of communication with others. It involves certain things. It involves the things that are inside the leadership speaking toolbox. It's about presence. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts recently, you should know what that is. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode number 41, you'll hear a full download, full of impassioned descriptions. Presence. It's about voice. It's about your body and how it is moving. And it's about your connection to the audience. And when I say audience, this is another thing I feel like I have to adjust in my conversations. I don't mean the audience of of a conference, you know, with 500 people sitting there, although that's an audience. I mean anybody you're talking to, whether it's your peers, members of your team, your customers, your stakeholders, those people listening to you are your audience. So I think it's an important aspect of general education as a leader to understand that this communication toolbox is one of your greatest assets as a leader. If you know how to live and work inside of the four pillars of presence, voice, body, and audience connection, you can speak to any audience at any time. And that that is something that should be worked on forevermore. And, you know, I do a lot of reflecting about that. And I think to myself, yeah, but why don't more people come into working with me having experience learning this? Okay, maybe they've taken a one-off public speaking training program. In fact, some people are quite smug and they say, well, I've already learned this before. And I'm like, yeah, right. No, you haven't. Not the way I teach it. Yeah, no, I've already learned this. And, you know, we did this like 20 years ago. I was in a program. Then the moment they say 20 years ago, I'm like, okay, well, that's nothing that you're working with now. (laughs) You know, a one-day training program 20 years ago is not sticking. And by the way, that kind of learning for a deep skill like this, it's like saying, you know, if you, if you play tennis and you want to improve your, your tennis game and you say, well, you know, 20 years ago, I, I had a, a special class with a tennis coach, you know, and I'm, I'm fine now. Yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good tennis player. No, you're not. You got to play the game as much as possible. You got to be on the court with the racket, missing balls, hitting balls, moving your body, working it embodying the the skill of the game. It's the same for leadership speaking, aka public speaking, aka whatever you want to call it, when you speak in front of audiences. And another thing that I'm thinking about a lot is how our education system is not supporting this essential skill of communication. Now, I am a global citizen. I've grown up all over the world. I've been to school everywhere. 
I was born in Sweden. I've lived in North Africa. I've lived in the Middle East. I've lived in the United States. I've gone to school in many different places is what I'm trying to tell you. And I had an education that was unusual. And for my two children, they've been raised in the international school system here in Switzerland. And, you know, I've got my eye on, on what's going on. And I see that for the majority of schools that I look at, the emphasis on the humanities is missing. There's a lot of talk about STEM. Yeah. So STEM, of course, math, technology, engineering, science. I said all that backwards just now. <laughs> STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. Yes, you know, we are in a digital world. We, we need STEM. We need more women in STEM, more girls and women in STEM. That's important. I'm not knocking that. But I don't hear people talking about the humanities. We need Shakespeare. We need to read about rhetoric and practice it in school. We need to understand philosophy, right? What about the humanities? What about the balance of STEM and humanities, which, of course, is a parallel to the balance of the left brain, logic, reasoning, and the right brain, right? Consciousness, presence, creativity. We have two hemispheres, and they are kind of like separate hemispheres. We treat them that way, but they actually are one brain. And I feel like a lot in our education systems, at least the ones that I'm aware of, are really left brain focused. The reason, the rationale, the logic, the how-to, the do, the, the information, the knowledge. And this is certainly represented in the world we live in. <laughs> the facts, the details, the information, the average PowerPoint presentation that I work with people on is full of that. And if you've heard me speaking, you've heard me talking about don't just paint the frame, paint the picture, right? I say that the frame is the facts, the knowledge, the information. Most PowerPoint presentations are about those things. And I'm saying to myself as I'm listening, saying, where's the picture? I don't remember the frame. I don't remember the details of the facts and the graphs. I remember the picture that you're painting. Who was there? What did it feel like? What temperature was it? What did that person say? What were you feeling? What were you doing? How were you? Th you see? So we've got this kind of overemphasis on the frame, a.k.a. the left brain, knowledge, information. But what about this other side? What about the side of communication and creativity? What about the side of, right? So I feel like there is an imbalance in the educational systems that I am aware of where there is more emphasis on the left hemisphere's strength and less on the right hemisphere's strength. And this means that the average student does not learn how to speak and persuade in an articulate and clear and reasoned way. They will learn how to write in school. They will learn how to do reading and arithmetic but they are not learning how to speak. They are not learning how to clearly convey messages. And I'm aware that in the British system, you know, there are some very famous schools, Eton, for example, where the art of rhetoric is still actively taught. And these students graduate from a school like that, knowing how to speak in parliament. Yes, because a lot of people go in towards that line of work. 
they can stand up in parliament and persuade their hearts out because these are skills that they have been using and learning from the get-go. But this is not the kind of education that we get in ordinary school systems, at least not that I'm aware of. And this is hurting us. This is hurting how we understand communication. This is hurting how we develop ourselves in communication. So by the time that the average person comes into the working world, you know, they know how to read, they know how to write, they know how to do their arithmetic, but do they know how to speak? Probably not, not very well. So there's a really big missing gap right here that I see as being partly responsible for this attitude that, oh, public speaking is only for big conferences. When you are that narrow-minded about this important topic, it means something is missing. It means that you're not aware, perhaps, of, of this, this chunk of craft-based skill because you haven't had it yourself or you haven't been around it and you don't understand that you need it or how to get it or how to improve it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going out on a limb here and, you know, speaking my mind about this. Uh, but this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. And you may or may not agree with me, but this is something that I find incredibly important. I think at the root of it, we need to be thinking about getting this kind of information into the repertory of young people as soon as possible so that they are moving through their school years up with the knowledge and the skill base of how to communicate effectively. And you know, as well as I do, looking around when you see young people around each other, they are on their gadgets <laughs> more than they are communicating, you know, in quotation marks. And that's alarming. It's almost like, you know, we're getting farther and farther away from this rather than getting closer to it which is alienating a lot of minds into this craft of communication. So by the time they reach the workforce, they're not going to be well-equipped to communicate. And or they're going to see that communication is just for giving big presentations. No, it's not. It's for everything that happens when they open their mouth. And actually, go deeper than that, it's for everything that happens when they move their bodies because their bodies are communicating. Everything communicates, and we need to be learning how to do that still. I'm going to be one of those fighters, you know, holding on as the world is revolutionized into the digital age even more deeply. I'm going to be holding on to this analog of ancient wisdom of how to communicate through presence, voice, body, and audience connection, because we've got to hold on to the roots. And let me remind you that, you know, humans are designed to communicate, I say this often because I love, I love this topic. I totally nerd out. You know, human evolution is, is one of my favorite topics. But think about our anatomy. We're designed for it. We're the naked ape. <laughs> we have no hair, except in some places. You know, you can see everything very clearly. You can see angles. You can see details. You can see blood vessels, you know. We can read each other's bodies. You can see when somebody blushes. That means something. We understand and interpret that. How we use our voices, the amazing repertory of the human voice, the potential that we have in there, our range, that we can share emotional connection to topics through our voice and what our voices are doing, how we breathe, how we show up in presence, 
all of these extraordinary things that our bodies convey, we are communicating machines. And don't get me started on the five senses. You know that's how we experience the world. Smell, sound, sight, touch, taste. Senses, senses. We experience the world. We communicate. This is how we survive and thrive. This is what's made our species one of the reasons we've survived this long, this far in evolutionary history, because of our communication skills. So what is happening in the digital age? What is happening where people are saying things like public speaking is only for big conferences? Let's change the way we think about communication. Let's elevate into thinking that communication is like oxygen. Without it, we cannot survive. And let's create a mindset where we value learning communication beyond the writing and the reading. We value learning how to speak. I see this in particular with young women. They know how to write. They know how to read, many of them in my world. But can they speak and articulate these ideas? Not very well. No. And then they reach the workplace. They're all grown up. They've gone through school knowing a lot but not speaking a lot. And they can't hold their own. The amount of women that I work with now in leadership positions that don't know how to project their voice through breath, that don't know how to take up space with their presence, all learned, all habits, all survival. I want to shift the focus of what we are doing with communication and education. I want, that's like one of my dreams. I mean, I'm not going to you know, start that crusade now, but I, in my heart, I really want to move the needle there because it's harming us. It's harming us and it's harming the adults that I work with, the leaders, the teams who have missed out on this great opportunity, as it were, to be working on these skills from an early age because the schools are not sharing this as part of the learning in most cases that I know of, and they should. So that's me kind of on my soapbox here right now. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Let's start a dialogue, right? A great way to communicate with me is on LinkedIn. I love engaging there. I have a lot of posts where you can write in the comments and, you know, we can go back and forth there. So that's, that's kind of a little wrap up now and uh, a little rant. <laughs> but something that I, that I wanted to put out into the world because I'm just seeing too much of the same thing and I wanted to speak to it. So I hope it made sense. And, you know, one of the ways that I'm working on this problem, of course, is at the adult end of the spectrum where these leaders and team members come to me and I'm serving them these skills better late than never, right? And one of my favorite ways to do that is through Leadership Speaking Core. Yeah, this is where I work with individual leaders who have applied to come into this program, a cohort of only six leaders. So it's extremely, I'd say, radically personalized. It's an immersive, intensive three days they come to the Leadership Speaking School headquarters in Lyon, Switzerland, and it's head-to-toe training in exactly what I talked about, the art of leadership speaking, presence, voice, body, audience connection. After those three days, they are transformed into the best versions of themselves as communicators, 
And they can now speak to any audience, anytime, not just big conferences. <laughs> and they could speak with authenticity. They can speak with impact and they can speak with human connection. Yeah. So that's, that's how I do this work. I do it through master classes too. If I am asked to work with teams where there's a bigger learning group, it's the same toolbox and it's applied to the specific team's needs. So there's a lot of role play involved. There's a lot of real work related scenarios. And then on an even bigger level, I deliver keynote addresses around the world going to conferences and talking about how communication has an ROI, <laughs> a return on investment. And I have many other themes that I do in my keynote speaking. Either way, you can find out about both by visiting my website, www.theleadershipspeakingschool.com. That's all one word, Leadership Speaking School. Leadership Speaking Core, by the way, I'm enrolling for that now for the September cohort. That's coming up on September 25th through the 27th. I've got a few spots left there. If any of this touches you, if you feel called to be doing the work of learning these skills finally, because you didn't learn them before, you need them now, you want to elevate in your leadership role, you want to become the best version of yourself as a leader communicator, Leadership Speaking Core is the place. So find out more by visiting that website that I told you about and go to Leadership Speaking Core. All right, for everyone else, I hope that you were able to get a few golden nuggets from my word salad today. <laughs> and I look forward to the next time I talk to you. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of others. And I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>